Hello to you. I do hope you're well. Welcome to Communication Coach, your ultimate guide to social confidence. I'm Ben Wardle and coming up in our first ever episode, I'll be introducing you to this brand new weekly series and I'll be sharing with you our first ever golden rule for communication, which is, drumroll please my loves, It is to take a genuine interest in other people. So we'll be unpacking and exploring that first golden rule for communication very, very shortly. But first of all, I would like to take an opportunity. I can't get my words out this morning. It's quite ironic that it's a communication podcast and I can't communicate. But hey, (laughs) we're all learners, my loves. We're all on this communication journey together. Um, We're going to take a moment this morning to introduce, or actually this afternoon. You could be listening in the afternoon. You could be listening in the evening. Let me know what time of day it is right now and what you're up to as you listen. Are you um, doing some work? Are you on a walk? Are you tucked up in bed? I wouldn't advise listening before you go to bed, to be honest, my loves. I think my voice is not exactly the most (laughs) peaceful night's sleep conducive, is it? But let me know where you are and what you're doing. Um, Get in touch on social media at benwardle underscore. It's all very consistent, you know, my loves. It's all very uniform on my social media tags. Oh, it is. So, Let's get down to business, shall we? Communication coach, what's it all about? What are we talking about here? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. For me, communication skills are the most important skills human beings can ever possess. But at the same time, they are the most underrated um, and underappreciated skills in modern society. You know, I think in our world today, we put great emphasis on people's ability to look good, on people's ability to pass an exam, um, on an ability to do physical skills and do a job well, for example. But here's the thing, we don't realise that the fundamental skill for any human being is their ability to communicate and to communicate with confidence. Now, why is this? Why am I making such a big deal out of communication? Um, Quite simply, because human beings are social animals. You know, human beings since the earliest, earliest days of our species have been social animals. We only survive as part of a group. Everything we do is about being in the tribe. You know, our earliest ancestors on the plains of Africa were hunter-gatherers working together in groups. They didn't survive in that, you know, that very competitive environment because they were the strongest animal, you know, or the tallest animal or whatever. It was because they were the animal most Guild, I think is the word I'm looking for, at cooperation and communication. That ability to work together gave the earliest Homo sapiens the edge. And that got human beings to where we are today. You know, and if you look at the success of human beings, again, humans are not the strongest animals on the planet. They are not the most ferocious fighters on the planet. You know, I don't want to go up against an elephant. I don't want to go up against a shark. Thank you very much. But what human beings do have is this incredible ability to communicate with one another in a way that will guarantee cooperation, that will guarantee cohesion, and therefore it will guarantee success. And I think this gets to the very core 
of what has made human beings so successful over the years. How we have got to a place where we dominate this planet, where humans rule. It's thanks to our brain power. It's thanks to that intelligence. And it's thanks to that ability to cooperate with one another and communicate. You know, the formation of societies, of these social orders and these social systems, which mean that we can um, exchange goods, for example. Very clever that, isn't it? That you're very good at this he's very good at this, right, well, they can exchange them, you know, and, you know, you can swap skills, you can swap services, you can negotiate, you can barter, you can buy and sell products, skills, etc. How amazing is that? You know, human beings thrive today because of our ability to cooperate and to form connections, relationships, and to work together as one. And what does this all require? communication. You know, there is that classic quote, no man is an island. And it's so, so true. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, you know, before you finish breakfast in the morning, you have already depended on more than half the world. What does he mean by this? We, we cannot function as solitary creatures. We cannot survive in isolation. We need other people. From the moment you wake up until the moment you go to bed and from the day you are born until the day you die, your survival in life is totally dependent on the relationships you have with people that you know, such as your caregivers as a child and, you know, when you're dying, you depend on care from people that you know and come into physical contact with. But also, it depends massively on people you have never met and you will never know. For example, somebody on the other side of the world who is um, picking the bananas or the tea leaves that you will eat. On the person who drives the truck or the plane or the train that transports those goods. You know, on, on the person who designed that iPhone that you can not put down and you cannot live without today because you've put your whole life online. We are so, so dependent, you know, on people around us and on people we will never meet and we will never know. And this is the fundamental thing to know about human beings, our interdependence, that sense of cooperation, of connection and that necessity of social relationships. And this is why communication matters so much because without those relationships, without those other human beings helping us and working with us, we have nothing. We could not survive a single day on this planet. So that's why communication skills are so important. And I think the coronavirus pandemic has, you know, illustrated this perfectly. Um, you know, as I, as I speak to you today, we've had a year now of, um, this lockdown situation in the UK where it is illegal to socialise in person. This is extraordinary, my loves. <laughs> Do you realise what the historians of the future will be writing about this? When human beings said, for the sake of our survival, you know, or the survival of our health service, we have to stop socialising. 
We have to stop the one thing that actually made sure humans survived for all of these years, our ability to connect with other people, our ability to form these relationships um, and to speak to people, that art of conversation. It's fascinating, isn't it? And I think it's going to have a major, major effect. So the point of this series is to say, listen, you may have done a year now without that socialising, but I don't want you to worry about it because I'm a big, big believer in a growth mindset in every area of your life. And social skills and social confidence is no different. So even if now, after a year of not socialising, you feel a bit out of practice, you know, you feel a bit disconnected, you're thinking, could I form a conversation? You know, do I want to walk into that social situation? I don't want you to worry because what we're going to do in this series is explore the essential social skills which will guarantee you social confidence and success. So we'll be talking about everything from, you know, how to make small talk with a stranger in the queue at Tesco, right through to how to be an inspiring and empowering leader in the workplace, in the classroom, in your daily life. So that's probably you know, my biggest, biggest belief that anybody can cultivate social skills. You know, experts tell us that it takes 10,000 hours of practice to become an expert at something. And so in the same way that you might keep practicing playing the piano, or you might keep practicing for your maths test, I think we need to all keep practicing our social skills and our ability to communicate. Don't just think, oh no, I'm not good at talking to people. Or, you know, and don't just sit there being envious of these people you see who can walk into a room with confidence, you know, and they can light up that room and it looks like they are effortlessly gliding from one conversation to another. I don't want you to just sit there consigned to your fate as, you know, what's the word for when you're not confident? What's the, you, this is the problem I've got, my loves. I'm talking about communication and I can't communicate. Um, don't consign yourself. <laughs> oh, it's going well, my loves, isn't it? Um, this is how you know it's all about authenticity. On anything I do, my loves, it's all about authenticity. Do you know what I mean? So basically what I'm trying to say is don't just think, oh, I'm not confident, that's it. Consign yourself to the unable to socialise box. Don't you dare, my loves, because let me tell you something right this second. You can become a social star and you will. All it takes is practice, practice and practice. The more that you practice, the better you will get at it. Now, obviously, the problem is in pandemic times, we don't have an opportunity to practice. You know, on the one hand, I say thank God for social media because it has enabled us to keep those conversations going, albeit through a phone screen, albeit in a breakout room. But at the same time, I do have my concerns about social media because I think it's got in the way of our meaningful relationships and our ability to communicate in person. You know, a lot of people now, because they spend their life watching 15 second clips on TikTok, do not have the ability to hold a 15 minute conversation in person. The same with dating as well, because people now just swipe, swipe, swipe on um, their dating apps when it comes to actually starting a conversation with a potential partner in person, they've not got the ability to do so. They sit there on the date, swiping for other people on Tinder. I'm thinking, listen, your love life is more than a series of emojis. Please tell me that, please. 
please somebody save me. You know, so I think social media has really helped during coronavirus times, don't get me wrong, because it has enabled us to keep communicating, which we have to do. You know, without social media, I think this would have been a disaster, you know, in terms of people's mental health and their social skills, because people would literally not get a chance to communicate with anyone outside their household, which is so, so bad. You know, if you look at um, medical expertise, for example, on, you know, mental well-being, you will see time and time again, the advice is to go out and meet people and see people. The warning flags for somebody suffering is that they isolate themselves and that they don't want to socialise. You know, that's seen as a warning sign of somebody being unable to cope with life. Well, when that is forced on you by the government, you know, albeit for good intentions and a very important reason, that is going to have a consequence. Um, and so what I believe now is we need a clean start. We need a flat flash, a fresh slate where we say, okay, let's get down to business and let's start building up our social skills and our social confidence. So what I want you to do, my loves, as we sit here today, um, it's a lovely Wednesday morning for me. As I say, let me know where you are in the world and what you're doing right now as you listen over on the social media. Um, I want us to sit down and set some goals for ourselves and say, hmm, in terms of my social confidence, in terms of my social skills, what do I want to achieve? You know, is there a certain situation, for example, walking into a classroom or walking into a, a nightclub, a certain situation that fills you with terror, you know, with social anxiety that you would like to conquer so that when the world does go back to something relatively normal this summer, you will be able to crack that and conquer that. Is there a certain skill you'd like to develop? For example, your ability to be confident in a job interview or your ability to make small talk with a stranger in the supermarket. So is there a certain situation that you would like more social confidence in? Or is there a certain skill to do with communication that you would like to work on? And my challenge to you is to write that down. You know, get yourself a little notebook for your social confidence work. Get yourself a section on your phone, you know, on the notes section. And write down for me, what is your social skills, social confidence goal? What do you want to work on? And we've all got something to work on. And we're all on this journey together. You know, as we go through each week, we're going to be exploring loads of different ideas, techniques and tips on how to be confident in your social interactions and to really own it, you know, in every situation that you are in. So we're going to be learning so much together over the weeks ahead. I hope you're as excited as I am. Um, and yeah, I'd like you, if you can, to set your goal. Let me know what your goal is, if you like, over on the social media, BenWardle underscore. Um, and let's, you know, let's make this happen. Let's ensure that when we go back, you know, out into the world where we're all socialising, we're partying, we're studying, we're going for job interviews, we feel socially confident. We feel ready to communicate. We feel, you know, really confident communicating. And most importantly, my loves, we enjoy it because I want you to be honest with yourself. Do you enjoy socialising? Do you enjoy meeting new people? 
going for job interviews, you know, speaking in public? Do you enjoy socialising and do you enjoy communicating? Um, for a long time, I, I didn't, to be quite honest. I was very, very um, anxious, you know, in social situations. I had this sort of this paralysis, I think is a good word for it, um, of thinking, nobody likes me. Everyone's going to judge me and laugh at me. They're going to go, oh my God, he's so gay. Oh my God, he's so, uh, he acts like a girl. He's so feminine. They're not going to like me. I had this absolute fear. And so, you know, I would sort of have these defences up. I would, you know, be terrified of speaking to people, opening my mouth or whatever. But then, uh, sort of over the years, after being um, hospitalised with anorexia in, say, I think it was maybe, well, no, I know it was, <laughs> year eight, after that hospitalisation, I had this breakthrough. You know, I had this really, really incredible breakthrough. And it sounds weird to say this. I wasn't, I don't think, extremely selfish before um, my hospitalisation. But after that, I started to realise that the world is not all about me. <laughs> Shock of the year, 2021 or 2012 as it was then. Um, I started to realise, hang on a minute, you know, there's not all of this pressure on you. Um, you, you know, the world is not about you. There are other people. And big breakthrough moment, I realised if you want to become better at socialising and at, you know, having social confidence and feeling successful in your social relationships, which I had not prior to my um, battle with this mental illness, then you can work on that. You can do that. You can achieve whatever you want to achieve in terms of your social confidence and personal relationships and it's a you know it's a really really growth mindset approach to take isn't it and I believe it so strongly anybody can achieve anything through hard work and perseverance and so from that moment onwards I had a totally transformed outlook to personal relationships and to life and I think one of the best things that happened was I stopped taking it all so seriously. I didn't see interactions as an assessment of my worth. You know, I wasn't speaking to people um, as, a, as a way of measuring whether they liked me or not. I took the focus off my self-worth. You know, I got over myself essentially and I started to think, I actually enjoy this process. I actually enjoy learning about people, you know, and I can remember being in hospital and I think this is what really triggered it. You know, I would see all these different patients coming in and out, in and out, all these different nurses, you know, who were so caring, so amazing, so lovely. All of these medical experts, all of these people who were the nicest, kindest people in the world. You know, I was there fighting against them in total denial, saying there was nothing wrong with me. And they just kept on going, giving me this love, this support and saving my life. They saved me from myself. They saved me from this eating disorder. And through that, I became fascinated um, by people, essentially. And I stepped outside of myself and I stopped living in this sort of self-absorbed bubble of pity and anger and upset and self-hatred. And I was like, there's a whole world out here. There's a whole world of people out here. And I am fascinated by it. I want to hear everybody's story. I want to, you know, 
learn from everybody I meet. And I can remember, you know, when I was 12, 13 at the time, in hospital, in my hospital bed, and I got my dad to start bringing in every morning, bring every morning before work, the newspapers. And it's so weird, isn't it? A 12, 13 year old sat there in bed reading the Daily Express. <laughs> but that's what I did. And I loved it. And I would read them cover to cover. I wouldn't read the sport, obviously. But I would read them cover to cover every single day, the papers. And again, that totally changed me because I started to read about what people around the world were going through and I started again to think it's not all about you Ben it's not all about you my love look at what these poor people are going through or look at what these amazing people have achieved there is a whole world out there and I just became fascinated by people and I wanted to chat to people and I wanted to get to know people. I wanted to hear their story. I wanted to, you know, have those conversations and really, really support them. Um, and so when I then eventually went back to school after, you know, it was about a year I, I had to take out in the end, I went back into school. And I went from being, say, terrified of people, you know, and really worried about being judged and, you know, that whole hierarchy of popularity and all of that. And I went back into school and it was totally different for me. I went in and I think because I'd had what I suppose you could call a near-death experience, I had realised life is short. You could literally be dead tomorrow. You know, I, I was so close to starving myself to death. If they hadn't intervened and hospitalised me, I would have been dead. So it put everything in perspective. I was like, again, get over yourself, get over your fears and enjoy life. And that was a big breakthrough because I started to enjoy socialising. I went back into school and I was fascinated by people. And I did not take it, you know, nowhere near. I took it nowhere near as seriously. I went back into school and I saw socialising as a really great opportunity to get to know people and to learn. And I saw it as a bit of fun. It was a bit of a game kind of thing. I went into school as, hi, how are you? Chatting to people, you know, making small talk with anybody that would talk to me. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it because I saw it as a bit of fun, essentially. And it was amazing. It was life-changing. So that carried on for a few years. And, you know, I became more confident, much happier because I took such an interest in other people. And I was really interested in what everybody has to teach us, you know, what's going on in their life, you know. And I just enjoyed what I would see today as the art of small talk, the art of just making conversation with anybody. Nothing feels better than forming that, you know, that momentary connection with somebody where you chat with them and you engage with them. I'm not saying you then need to marry them. I'm just saying in that moment, you can make them feel at ease. You can have a chat. You can get to know them. And you just feel you've connected with another human being. And there is nothing better than that feeling that you've connected with another human being. So I essentially became addicted to <laughs> feeling connected with human beings. And I absolutely loved it. You know, everybody I saw would have a chat. Morning, how are you? Hello. I'd go and get the newspaper every morning and I got to know Lindsay in the co-op down the road and we'd have a little chat every morning. This is me as like a 14 year old. Um, and then I'd read the papers, see what was going on with all these people around the world. And then I'd go into school and chat to all these people about their lives. And I loved it. And the more I did it, the more confident I became. You know, again, practice makes perfect. The more I'd make small talk, the easier it would become. It became second nature. And then, 
things really got exciting for me on my social confidence journey. When I discovered, and I know the exact date because I've written the date here in the book, Anybody watching on YouTube, by the way, can see the book and how well read it is. To the extent it is literally, as you can see my loves on the YouTube, in half. Do you like my fairy lights, by the way? You see, they're not looking quite as bad as the book, are they? Um, and it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I bought this book in 2016. And I've also put inside where I bought it from, Waterstones, <laughs> in Macclesfield. Um, so this was year 11, I want to say, year 10, year 11 that I got, I got this book. And this book totally, totally changed the game. This book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, it was first published in, um, I think, 1950, let me check, 1953, it was first published. So it was like the first ever self-help book. And this book totally changed my life. And it's by Dale Carnegie. Um, and it's all about um, giving you the skills to form meaningful connections, to have social confidence, and to, you know, just be a confident and positive communicator. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's actually like a textbook for how to talk to people. And then I was like, this is amazing. This is my new secret weapon for life. And it genuinely is, it's not so secret anymore, obviously, but this book, totally changed my life because it, it showed me you don't have to consign yourself to being like oh he's really confident oh I wish I could be like him well you can you can it's not <laughs> some elusive potion that some people have taken where suddenly they're amazing at socializing and suddenly they can walk into any room with total confidence it's a skill it's a skill anyone and everyone can develop and you know i love the book it's such a great read and one of the first principles well actually no i can tell you what the first principles are because we're going to be unpicking them and exploring them throughout this um season you know we're going to be talking about all these essential life lessons and social skills lessons from um dale carnegie and what he says is this he's got these six key principles become genuinely interested in other people smile. Remember that a person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in any language. Be a good listener. Encourage people to talk about themselves. Talk in terms of the other person's interests and make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. So they're sort of six of his fundamental rules and he has so many rules in this book. For example, like never criticise, condemn or complain. Um, always give honest and sincere appreciation. Um, and another favourite is arouse in the other person an eager want. So, you know, it's this amazing textbook for social skills. I mean, this is a book that everybody should be reading. It is a social skills Bible, you know, and I don't understand. We're teaching people Pythagoras' theorem and we're teaching people how to label the features of a waterfall, but we're not teaching them how to be socially confident. We're not giving them the skills to talk to people, to perform well in a job interview, to articulate their ideas. And that is shocking to me. We really need to start the conversation on how to start a conversation.
that was good wasn't it i might get that slogan on a t-shirt actually <laughs> um, and so you know what we'll be talking about in this series is how to work on your social skills how to become more socially confident and how to yeah put into practice these golden rules for social success you know which will benefit you so much because at the end of the day human beings are social beings um, and we we survive and we thrive because of our relationships and because of our ability to communicate you know the most successful people are not necessarily those with the most brain cells the most muscle you know the most um skills it's those who can communicate and those who can confidently articulate that's the secret to getting ahead in this world and anybody can do that anybody can learn those skills so our first um golden rule for um communication is become genuinely interested in other people and that forms the foundation for everything we're going to be doing and everything we're going to be talking about on this series on this series even um because if you're not genuinely interested in other people then you are going to be incapable of communicating with them sorry i just need some water it's been <laughs> it's just been like 29 minutes of me rambling on and i need the water mm. right anyway back in the room what was I saying? Oh, yes. It's so important you have a genuine interest in other people. And actually, this really benefits you because when you take an interest in other people, you take the pressure off yourself. Again, you stop seeing socialising as an assessment of your worth and you stop seeing everything as happening to you instead you start to enjoy it you see it as a positive opportunity um, and you sort of take a step back because you then take an interest in others rather than worrying about what they're thinking of you so in order to be socially confident and be a great communicator you need to have a genuine interest in people now I am very lucky that I do have that interest you know um, psychology and philosophy are my two passions in life. I love to study what people do and why they do it. And I love to study what people believe and why and how that affects the way they live their, their lives in this world. Um, and so I'm very lucky in that. But I think we've all got that interest, haven't we? We all love watching Emmerdale. We all love a bit of Corrie. You know, we all love reading the real life stories in the papers. We all love a true crime drama on Netflix. We are all a little bit obsessed with other people. And that's a great thing, you know, because it means we can enjoy socialising. It means that we can enjoy communicating. And remember, every single person you meet has an important life lesson to teach you. Every single person you meet knows something that you do not. Um, and that's so important to know. And that's so important to keep in mind and remember. Um, because it means that you will approach every social situation with an open mind, an open heart and a willingness to learn from somebody. And that will, you know, encourage you to ask questions and take an interest and make them feel comfortable. Because you will recognise that even if they're a horrible person, and some people are, let's have it right, that interaction will still benefit you. And so by focusing on them, and making them feel at ease and giving them an opportunity to talk to you and share their story, that will benefit you. And so, you know, the number one communication rule, the number one communication golden rule is to take a genuine interest in other people. And that is the rule we're going to explore in our next episode um, of 
What's this show called? <laughs> Communication coach. I was going to call it confidence coach then. We're going to explore that in the next episode. So make sure you join me for that. Um, it's a double bill, by the way, this week. So this is the introduction. And then we're going to do the first episode that you can listen to now. Um, and it is going to be on taking a genuine interest in other people and why you should do that and why it's so fabulous to do so. But all I wanted to say for now is thank you so, so much for listening to this introduction. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to ramble on at you <laughs> for half an hour. Thank you for staying with me. Get in touch on social media, Woodle underscore, and come and say hello if you have a chance as well. You know, just come and let me know how you are. Let's have some small talk, which is going to be a future uh, topic of the show. And also remember, you can get a copy of all of my books at benwoodle.org slash shop. Have a great day and I look forward to seeing you next time. Take care. Bye bye.